ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌನಕ್ಷು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಯಂದಸೃಷಭ ವಿಶ್ವ ಛಂದೋಭ್ಯಮೃತಾತ್ಸಂಬೂವ ಮೇಧಯಸ್ಪೃಣು ಅಮೃತ ಶರೀರ ಮೇ ವಿಚರ್ಷಣ ಜಿಹ್ವ ಮೇ ಮಧುಮತ್ತಮ ಕರ್ಣಾಭ್ಯೂರಿ ವಿಶ್ರುವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣ ಕೋಶಿ ಮೇಧಯ ಪಿಹಿತ ಶ್ರುತ ಮೇ ಗೋಪಾಯ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ವೃಕ್ಷರಿವ ಕೀರ್ತಿ ಪೃಷ್ಠಂಗಿರೇರಿವ ಊರ್ಧ್ವಪವಿತ್ರೋವಾಜಿನೀವಸ್ವೃತಮಸ್ಮಿ ದ್ರವಿಣಗಂಸವರ್ಷಸ ಸುಮೇಧಾಮೃತೋಕ್ಷಿತ ತ್ರಿಶಂಕೋರ್ವೇದಾನುವಚನ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಣಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯ ನಮಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಶಂಕರ ಲೋಕಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೌ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದವಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತಯ ನಮಃ ಗುಕಾರಸ್ತಂಧಕಾರಸ್ತಕಾರಸ್ತನ್ನಿವರ್ತಕ ಅಂಧಕಾರ ನಿರೋಧಿತ್ವರುರಿತ್ಯಭಿಧೀಯತೆ ಶಿವಸಂಭ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯಮ್ಯಮ ಅಸ್ಮದಾಚಾರ್ಯಪರ್ಯಂತ ವಂದೇ ಗುರುಪರಂಪರ ನಮ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಂದ ಗುರುಪ 
पादाबुजन्मने सविलास महामोह ग्राहग्रासकर्मणे Then we can read from the fifth verse. Sukta tetasya saushupta. Sukta tetasya saushupta. Tamo bodho bhavet smritihe. Tamo bodho bhavet smritihe. Sachava buddha vishaya. अवबुद्धम तत्तम सबोधो विषयान्न नबोधात्वबोधवत स्थानेप्येता मासाब्दयुगकल्पेशु गेकनेकदेतिमेका संविदेशा स्वयं प्रभा देयर इन द बैक देयर आर सम कॉपीज सुमित्रा व्हिच यू कैन गिव इट टू द पीपल हु डोंट हैव इन दिस वर्सेस बिगिनिंग फ्रॉम द थर्ड वर्स अप टू द सेवंथ वर्स व्हाट हैज बीन शोन बाय द टीचर इज that samvit or consciousness is nitya is changeless ever being there whereas everything else keeps changing this samvit or consciousness remains changeless in the waking state as well as in the dream state as well as in the deep sleep state meaning throughout the day in all the states in all the changes what remains changeless is the samvit or consciousness and what applies to one day also applies to other days and therefore for all the days which are gone and all the days which are to come throughout the samvit is changeless which means samvit or the consciousness does not undergo any change with reference to time so it is it is free from the limitation of time and therefore samvit or consciousness is nitya then it is one there is no other samvit there is no other consciousness there is one consciousness alone and therefore there cannot be birth or death for this consciousness because consciousness is only thing that witnesses everything it cannot witness its own birth or death because in order to witness one's own birth one must be present before the birth in order to witness one's own death one must be present after the death which is contradictory and therefore one cannot witness one's own birth and death the samvit which is a witness of everything cannot witness its own birth and death meaning that for consciousness there is no birth there is no death 
Everything else has birth and death. Which birth and death and all the changes are illumined by some width or consciousness which itself is free from this phenomenon of birth and death. And there is no other consciousness to witness this consciousness. Now the question was, if there is no other consciousness to witness this consciousness, then how is this consciousness known? Because it is our experience that anything can be known only in the light of consciousness. How can this consciousness be known? The answer is that there is no other consciousness, but this consciousness itself is Swayam Prabha. It is self-effulgent, self-evident, and therefore it does not have to be known like an object such as pot, etc. is known, because it just reveals itself. It is self-revealing, Swayam Prabha. <coughs> now we can go to the verse 8 <coughs> on the page 6. In the introduction to that verse, it is said, Bhavatu evam samvedaha nityatvam suprakashatvam cha tataha kim ityataha aha. Bhavatu evam, let it be in this manner, samvedaha nityatvam. It is shown that samvid or consciousness is nitya. All right, suprakashatvam, it is self-effulgent. All right, so you are shown. That consciousness is nitya, is changeless, and it's self-effulgent. Tataha kimiti. So what? What does it mean? So this question being there, now the the the, the author, the, the teacher, says the next verse, the eighth verse. Yamatma <coughs> parānandaha Paraprema-spadam yataha Paraprema-spadam yataha Manabhuvam hibhuyasam Manabhuvam hibhuyasam Iti prematmanikshyate You can see how beautifully the whole the thought pattern is developed here. Now the teacher says, Yam Atma. So what is Nitya and what is Swayam Prakasha? What is changeless and what is self-evident? Only one thing we know is self-effulgent or self-evident and that is the self. And that is also Nitya or changeless in and through all the changes. However, it has been shown here that the consciousness which illumines different forms of knowledge is also Nitya and, and self-evident. And therefore it goes to prove what? That this samvit or consciousness indeed is Atma. Because the characteristics of Atma, the Self, namely it is Nitya and Swam Prakasha are applicable to samvit and therefore this samvit is Atma. This consciousness, this knowledge that illumines all forms of knowledge is in fact the Self. <coughs> okay. Yam Atma. Then there should be a comma actually. And then Parānandaha, further. Since this samvit is ātmā, ātmā is what? Parānandaha, ātmā is of the nature of limitless happiness. Why do you say that? Parapremāspadam yataha. Yataha because ātmā, the self is parapremāspadam. It is object of uh, paraprema, object of total love or boundless love. Atma, the self, is the object of 
incomparable love and there can be love only when there is happiness and therefore Atma also is of the nature of happiness, limitless happiness. And so this consciousness which is Atma also is the nature of happiness or limitless happiness because it is the, it is the object of the total love or unconditional love for everyone. As will be shown, everyone loves the self unconditionally. A love for everything else is conditional, but love for the self is unconditional. That shows that the ananda, the joy coming from the self also must be unconditional because love is only for that from where we get happiness. <coughs> How do you say that there is love for Atma? Says so in the second line, Manabhuvam hi bhuyasamiti. Manabhuvam, may it not be that I am not. Bhuyasam, may it be that I ever am. May it not be that I am never. May it be that I ever am. Thus everyone wants to be, to be existent. Everyone wants to be. Nobody wants to die or nobody wants to wipe out existence. Nobody wants to go into oblivion. That, that means there is natural law for existence, natural law for the self. That iti atmani prema ikshate. And this itself shows that every person has a total love for the self because everyone wants that the self should ever be. It should never happen that I am not. That shows love for the self, which means the self is the object of total love. That means it is the object of total happiness. And therefore, the samvit or atma is ananda sarup also. <coughs> so sat, chit and ananda. Inasmuch as samvit or consciousness is changeless, therefore it is sat. Inasmuch as it is self-fulfilled or self-evident, therefore it is chit. Inasmuch as it is the object of total love, therefore it is ananda. <coughs> so logically here the teacher is showing how the self is sat, chit, ananda. <coughs> With this now we can go to the commentary. So the commentator explains the first two words, Iyam Atma. Iyam is feminine. Iyam Samvit Atma. This Samvit is self. Which is what the, the commentator says, Atra Ayam Prayogaha. In that statement that this consciousness must be the self. This inference is involved. That consciousness is changeless, consciousness is self-evident, and that consciousness is Atma. How do you say? Atra ayam prayogaha. This inference is involved in this particular conclusion. Iyam samvit atma bhavitumarhati nityatveshati suprakashatvat yanna evam natadevam yathaghatahaiti. Iyam samvit atma bhavitumarhati. This consciousness should necessarily be self or Atma. Why? This is the sadhya. Nityatveshati svaprakashatvat hetu. Because this svaprakasha, it is self-effulgent, nityatveshati. While being nitya or changeless, it is self-effulgent and therefore it should be Atma. Because that which is self that which is changeless and self-effulgent is Atma. And Samvit or consciousness is changeless and self-evolution, therefore it should be Atma. That which is not self-evolution and that which is not Nitya is not Atma. 
the point is that all that we know is anātmā, and all that we know is changing, all that we know is not self-evident. And so that which is changing and that which is not self-evident cannot be ātmā, it is anātmā. So again this is what we call a vyatireki drashtānta. There is no drashtānta illustration for ātmā because there is no other ātmā. What else is there other than ātmā is called anātmā. Anātmā is altogether opposed in characteristics to ātmā. So yan evam natadevam yatha ghataha. Look, this microphone is not ātmā. This microphone is not self. Why? Because it is not nitya, it is not changeless. It is subject to birth and death. It is subject to perishing. Further, this microphone is not ātmā because it is not self-evident, it is not self-effulgent. Microphone becomes evident only when it is illumined by my eyes, only when it is illumined by the light of consciousness. Then alone the microphone becomes evident. So microphone is not self-evident. Microphone is shining in the light of consciousness, which is emerging through the eyes. Otherwise microphone will not be evident. So microphone is not svaprakasa, not self-evident, as well as microphone is not nitya, not changeless, because it is created. And what is created will perish someday. And this microphone is not Atma, we know that. Also we know that it is changing and it is not self-evident. It is not Svaprakasa, it is not Nitya. And therefore, that which is not Svaprakasa and not Nitya cannot be Atma. And so that which is Svaprakasa and Nitya should be Atma. And this is how in a negative way, this it is shown here. <coughs> Iti Atmanaha Nitya Samvidrupattva Prasadhanena bhavati. In this manner it is shown that self is nityasamvidrupa, that self is consciousness that is ever changeless. <coughs> Satyatvam bhavati. And that which is nityam or changeless or constant should also be real, or it should be true also. <coughs> Nityatva atirikta satyatva abhavat. So, you must know what is meant by satya. Satya means that which is real. And he says here that that which is real or true should also be changeless. Because that which is changing cannot be real. That which is changing, that which keeps on changing, which means that it does not hold on to its nature. And that which does not hold on to its nature cannot be real because real is that which ever retains its nature. Real is that which never gives its true self. Real is that which never changes. So in Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma, Satyam means changeless. And that is real also. So Nityam is also Satyam. When it is say that Atma is Nitya, it is also say that Atma is Satya. Satyam is that which is real. <coughs> so Atmanaha Satyatmopi Sadhitam Bhavati. In this manner, that Atma is Satya or real also becomes established. Nityatva atirikta satyatva abhavat that there is no such thing which is satya and not nitya. That which is satya or real also is necessarily nitya or eternal and therefore since atma is nitya it is satya also. <coughs> Nityatvam satyatvam tad dhisyastiti tan nityam satyamiti vachaspati mishrahi uktatvadi bhavaha. Who is vachaspati mishra? He is the commentator who has written Bhāmati. On Brahma Sutra Bhāshya, one of the Thika is Bhāmati. 
and the author is Vachaspati Mishra. He is a very, he is a great scholar and therefore the statements of these scholars are also very often cited as Pramana here. And this Vachaspati Mishra said at one point that that which is Nitya or changeless also is Satya, that is also real. And he explains therefore this word Nitya, that which is changeless, that which is changeless in nature is called Nitya and that which is true in nature is called Satya. And therefore Atma is Nitya as well as Satya. Atma the Self is real, everything else is unreal. This is the explanation of Yam Atma. Yam Samvit Atma. This Samvit is Atma. <coughs> now explaining the subsequent section of the verse, the commentator says, Atmanaha Ananda Rupatvam Sadhati. Now the author here shows how Atma is of the nature of Ananda, of the nature of happiness. Parananda Hiti Atma Hiti Anushadjate means the word Atma should be considered to be uh, applicable here also. Atma Parananda that Atma is Paraschasau Anandashayri Parananda Nirdishaya Sukha Swarubha Ityartha So this Atma, the Self is Parananda What is Para? Para means that which is limitless, that which is most exalted or that which is Nirdishaya unsurpassable. So, Niratisha Sukha Swarupaha. Parascha Sau Anandascha Iti Parānandaha. That which is para as well as Ananda is called Parānandaha. So, Atma is para. Para means what? Niratisha, unsurpassable, limitless. As well as it is Ananda, it is happiness. How do you say that Atma is of the nature of limitless happiness? Tatra Hetumaha Parapremaspadam Yataha. Yataha yasmat karanat parasya nirupadikatvena niratishayasya premnahas nehasya asvadam vishaya tasmat. Yataha means yasmat karanat because atma is parapremaspadam. Parasya premnaha asvadam parapremaspadam. Asvadam means vishaya. Atma is the very object of paraprema. Atma is the object of limitless love or unconditional love, unsurpassable love. So, parasya nirupadikatvena niratishasya premnaha. See, love for the Atma is nirupadika. Nirupadika means unconditional. Niratishaya, it is unsurpassable. The love for the self is unconditional and unsurpassable. Meaning that I love myself in any condition. Regardless of what others think of me, you know, but then love for me is total, unconditional. Under any situation, whether I am presentable or not to others, but as far as I am concerned, I always love myself. People when they wake up in the morning and go to the, you know, when, even when they are brushing, them, then also there is always a mirror, right, above the uh, wash basin also. You brush your teeth, you know, and that's hardly a presentable self, but that also they see in the mirror, you know, how it looks. And at any situation, as it is always said, one always loves to look one, at oneself in the mirror. One is never tired of looking at oneself. Why? Because there is a total love for oneself. A fellow that walking is a motor car. There is a shining surface. Every shining surface, he looks inside, you know, how he looks. 
and very often the shining surfaces don't necessarily show a presentable reflection because a motor car you look so fat and you look tall and things like that even then you want to look bad you go to new york in the fifth avenue all these big shops are there and there are all these glass windows and they reflect you i have seen people while walking there they look in this they do this and then proceed you know so any occasion every occasion a person takes to look at oneself so how much love there is for oneself and this is only the self that is body which is not really the self but even for body which is taken to the self when there is so much love what to talk of self because of which the body becomes lovable what is it that makes this body an object of love it is something else that imparts that that aspect to the body that makes the body such an object of love so how much love would there be for the self so says here nirupadikatvena nirdashasya premnah snehasya aspadam means vishaya tasmad since atma is the object of unconditional and unsurpassable love and therefore we say that atma is paramanandah he says that himself atraidam anumanam here this anumanam or inference is involved atma paramananda roopah परमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानंदरूपरमानं
that I am always an object of love for myself and therefore I must be the source of happiness, otherwise I would not love myself. <coughs> Question. Nanu atmani dhingmamiti dveshasya upalabhyamanatvat premaspadatvam eva siddham kutaf paraprema-aspadatvam iriyashankya He says, how do you say that everyone loves the self at all the times? Dhingmam, many people hate themselves. You know, fire upon me, says Dhingmam. How should anybody commit suicide? After all, if self is always an object of love, there will be no question of condemning oneself again and again. Or many people even want to commit suicide, or some people do commit suicide. How can such a phenomenon be there if the self is always an object of love? And therefore, that Atma is object of love itself cannot be proven, let alone saying that it is object of unconditional love. He says, Premaspadatvam eva siddham. This experience shows that Atma, you cannot even say that Atma is object of love. Kutaf para Premaspadatvam, then where is the question of its being the object of limitless love? Iti ashankya tasya dukkha sammandha nimitta katvena Anyatha-siddhattvāt, premnascha-atmani-anuho-siddhattvāt, maa-evamidhi-pariharati. <coughs> Tasya-dveshasya. What is it that brings about this dvesha or rejection of the self? Is it because the self is not the object of happiness, therefore there is a rejection for myself? He says, no. Dukkha-sammandha-nimitta-kattvena. Because ātmā has sammandha on account of association of the ātmā, which something that creates sorrow, like this body, like the mind, which can be the source of misery or sorrow. Very often the, there is suffering at the level of body and one just gets fed up, wants to... Many old people tell us, you know, Swami, please do something so that God takes me away, you know. You pray on my behalf that now God takes me away, because suffering. Or sometimes there is so much misery in life. Physically suffering may not be there, but sometimes mentally, emotionally so much torture is there that somebody wants to commit suicide or somebody hates the self. But that is not because the Atma, one hates the Atma. One one hates is what? Suffering. It is the pain or the suffering that one dislikes, not Atma. Although we say that I dislike myself, in fact what I dislike is the pain or suffering. But then it is a body which I, because of ignorance, I take the body to be the self and when the body becomes the object of suffering, I conclude that it is I who is the object of suffering and therefore there is this contemplation of committing suicide. But that, this kind of a dvesha or a rejection of the Atma can be explained because of the association of Atma with a source of unhappiness, namely body or the mind. This dukkha sammandha nimitta katvena. This dvesha or the self-condemnation or rejection is on account of the association with something that is the source of unhappiness, namely body or the mind. So anyatha siddhattvat, meaning that this self-rejection of the self can be explained by reason other than the self being really an object of dvesha. It is something else that is taken to be atma and that something else is the cause of dvesha and therefore that dvesha or the rejection of the body is passed down to atma. In fact, 
In fact, even that shows the love for the self. Even when a person wants to commit suicide, it is the pain from which he wants to, is the pain which he wants to get rid of. And internally he feels that a, a situation will be reached by which he will be happy. So he perhaps thinks that by getting rid of this pain, he will be relieved. And so he does expect a state of relief or a state of happiness. And so it is pain that he wants to get rid of rather than himself. <coughs> and so this kind of an experience or this kind of an expression of rejection or condemnation of the self can be explained not because Atma is really the object of condemnation but because of association with something else such as body which is really the source of condemnation. On the other hand, what is experience about ourselves? Premnascha Atmani Anubhava Siddhatvat In fact, that there is love for the Atma is something that is proven by experience in the Pariharati and here the author I mean demonstrates the experience that one has about oneself. Manabhuvamiti Manabhuvam hi bhuyasam hi yasmat karanat atmani vishaye Manabhuvam aham maabhuvam itina Because with reference to self one always thinks Manabhuvam aham maabhuvam itina May it never be that I am not. Mama asattvam kadavimabhut it may, may it never happen that I am non-existent. I always, I always want to be. I always want to perpetuate my existence. There is a natural love for existence of oneself. Nobody wants death. Everyone wants to exist. Everyone wants to perpetuate existence. Kintu bhuyasam eva sada And that I ever exist. Sada sattum evamo bhuyat May my existence ever continue. It evam vidam prema ikshade sarvahi anubhuvade. And this is what we find that everyone loves existence, everyone loves self. <coughs> That's why people, they know very well that in fact, man knows that I'm not going to survive. I find everybody dying and I know that I'm also going to die someday. And still that love for my existence continues, is expressed in different ways. That's why in India, they, you always join the name of father with the name of son, you know. And that is how the name of the father perpetuates. Or I may give donation and I write here on a, on a, on a what do you call it, that plate. That so, so and so has donated. Sometimes this kind of a thing goes to such a ridiculous extent that in certain temples, when some donors donate those big statues, you know, of God, under the statue they write the name Sri Krishna or Rama, etc. In one temple I was really surprised. Under the statue was written, shades weren't so, you know. <laughs> they, look, they look at this. And so people have such an attachment for the name, such an at love for existence. In one form, if I do not exist in this body, doesn't matter, let my name perpetuate. And thus there is that love for perpetuation. You go to a cemetery and say, here lies so and so, from this day to that date, you know. Why? Again, love for existence. And so, sada mama sattvam eva bhuya, that my existence ever continue, iti evam vidam prema ikshate, this is the kind of love that we find for the self in everyone, sarvaihi anubhuyate, ataha na siddhi tyata, and therefore, that atma is not the object of love, is not proven, on the other hand, 
that Atma is ever the object of love, is proven from our experience, and therefore Atma is the object of Ananda. Atma is of the nature of Ananda. Thus it is shown Atma is Sat, Chit, Ananda. <coughs> but still some question remains which he clears up in the next verse. Says Nano Mabhut Swarupa Siddhi Premnaha Paratve Mana Bhavat Vishesha Asiddhi Hetohoiti Ashankya Aha Nanu Mabhut Swarupa Siddhi Premnaha Alright, we accept that Atma is of the nature of love that we accept. That there is love for Atma, love for the self that we accept. But you say that for self there is limitless love or unconditional love, that we cannot accept. Paratve mana bhava. Okay, your experience shows that you love yourself, but how do you say that the love for the self is unsurpassable? Where is the evidence of that? You show from experience there is evidence that one loves oneself all right, but that love for the self is unsurpassable. Where is the evidence of that? So we don't find any evidence that the love for the self is unsurpassable, and therefore, for you to say that Atma is the nature of limitless joy is not proven because you to prove that not only there is love for Atma, but that that love is unconditional, unsurpassable, limitless. You see, then lonely Atma being of the nature of limitless happiness can be proven. And this is what is stated in the ninth verse. <coughs> Tat premat martha manyatra. Naiva manyartha matmani. Atastat paramam tena. Paramanandatatmanaha. See, this question comes from our experience sometimes that I love something else more than I love myself. Some people love their children more than they love themselves. Some people love a person more than one loves. It looks like that my love for something else is even more than my love for myself. And so you cannot say that the love for the self is, is unsurpassable. So the, the author says here, Tat prema atmartham anyatra. Anyatra tat prema atmartham. Understand that the love that you have for any object in the creation is atmartham, for the sake of atma. If I love this glass, it is only because I love myself. Not that I love this tumbler for itself, I love that for myself. And thus if any object I love in the creation, it is because I love myself. So I, I object, I mean love for any given object or a thing or being, is not for that, but it is for the self. <coughs> but how about the love for Atma? Is it not for something else? He says, no. Naivam Atma evam anyasam Atmani. But as far as the love for Atma is concerned, it is not for something else, it is for its own sake. So love for the Atma is for its own sake, and love for an Atma is for the sake of Atma. Ataha tat paramam, and therefore, that love is paramam, is limitless, unsurpassable. Tevina paramanandata atmanaha. And by this, that atma is paramananda, of the nature of limitless happiness, is proven. 
says he commented there anyatra that comes from the verse anyatra means so atirikte putradau yat prema tad atmasam tesham atmasheshatva nimittakam eva na svabhavikam anyatra means elsewhere so atirikte putradau bruhadarnika upanishad says atma is what putrat preya hai vittat preya hai dehat preya hai the self is dearer than the sun the self is dearer than the body the self is dearer than the wealth so self is dearer than wealth dearer than sun dearer than body dearer than anything else meaning that the real test when it comes we will find that everything is sacrificed one by one for the sake of self so anyatra swatirikte putradau yat prema that love that we have for something other than the self namely in the sun or in the wealth or even in the body tat atmasam is only for the sake of atma for the sake of self tesham atmasheshatva nimittakatvena because they are only helpful in loving myself i mean perpetual love is myself and anything that helps me in that love becomes also the object of love anything that comes in the way of my love for myself becomes an object of hatred so even the likes and dislikes that i have elsewhere are in fact only expresses they only express the love for myself any object that becomes agreeable or becomes helpful in my love for myself well i love that object if that very object then becomes an obstacle in love for myself i this i mean i dislike the object so like or dislike for any object is because i love for myself i love myself tat atmartham tesham atmasheshatva nimittakatvena sheshatva means upakaratvam all of these are helpful for atma helpful for the love for atma naswabhavikam and therefore the love for sun etc is not natural or it is not unconditional it is conditional love so important thing is love for the self is unconditional and love for things other than the self is always conditional as long as that object satisfies certain condition so long the love is when that object stops satisfying that condition the love is not <clears throat> sounds very unemotional unsentimental but this is the fact of life we may not like this you know i don't like to be told that i don't love my son for the sake of son i like to be told that yes i love the son for the sake of son and love my wife anybody and everybody that i love for themselves but that is not so i love them because first and foremost i love myself and i love them as long as they are helpful you must have heard this as swami used to say this you know again and again in india he must have told you also that when this two you know this man and woman they get married in the beginning they say i love you i love you and after a while what do they say i love you you know <laughs> so that is how when you allow when no more that the second one is you know the other one when it's no more the uh, helpful in loving myself i allow them whether we like it or not that is how it is <clears throat> that doesn't mean that we should not love others that doesn't mean that at all understand that doesn't mean that we have no compassion or sympathy or love for others 
On the other hand, if we expand ourselves, then love also expands. That means that we should not confine the self to the such a in such a restricted uh, you know confined to such a restriction that I don't have I don't have place for anybody else. In fact, I should have place for many more. That only shows that my idea of the self is much wider or much more accommodative. But regardless of that, whatever I consider the self at any given point, that alone becomes the object of love. I love my country if I'm identified with it. I love any particular institute if I identified with it. I love the members of family if I identified with it. If I'm not identified, there is no, no love there. <clears throat> and so love for the self is unconditional, love for everything else is conditional. Evam atmani vidyamanam prema anyatham na on the other hand, the love that obtains in the self is not for the sake of something else. Atmana anya shetva nimittakam nabhavati That love for the self is not because of something else. Kintu atmana nimittakam eva It is for the love of the self. A simple love for the non-self is for the sake of atma. Love for the self. Love for the self is for the sake of itself. <coughs> Ataha nirupadikatvat and therefore, love for the self being unconditional is also limitless. <coughs> limitless means free from all limitations, free from all conditions. Unconditional also means limitless. Ataha tat paramam, ataha tat param means tat niradisham, that love is limitless, it is unconditional. And so, phalitamaha, what, what is it that... And because of this reason, Tena means Niratasha Premas Padatvena. Tena is gives the Hetu. Because Atma is Niratasha Premas Pada, Atma is the object of unconditional love. Therefore, Atmana Paramananda, therefore, Atma is the nature of limitless happiness. Niratasha Sukarupatvam Siddham. It is shown, it is proven that Atma is the nature of limitless happiness. <clears throat> so beginning from the third verse up to the ninth verse, in the seven verses, whatever has been discussed is is summarized and then the teacher also further shows Edaihi Sabdavihi Slokaihi Prajpaditam Artham Sankshitya Darshadi. So this artha or the meaning that is expounded in the last seven verses is first being summarized and then also the teacher says something further in the tenth verse. Itham satchit parānandah Atma yuktya tatha vidham Param brahmatayos chaikyam Shrutyante Shupadishyade Itham in this manner Satchit Parananda Atma that Atma is Satchit Parananda Atma is Sat existence Chit consciousness Parananda limitless happiness it is Yuktya it is shown by reasoning by logic it is shown that Atma is the nature of existence, knowledge, 
and happiness. Tathavidam Param Brahma. From the scriptures we find that Param Brahma also is described that way. Param Brahma also is Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma. So Param Brahma also is Satchit Ananda. And our, our logic here shows, reasoning also shows that Atma is Satchit Ananda. And therefore, what is Atma, what is the Self, is indeed Brahma. Tayoscha Aikyam. And the identity of Atma and Brahma, Shrutyanteshu Upadishyate. That identity is taught in the Upanishad, that Atma is indeed Brahma. <coughs> Says the commentator Shabdas Prashada Haityadina Jnanasya Nityatpum Prasadhya Tasseva Yamatmaiti Atmatpa Prasadhana Atmana Sajitru Satchidrupatum Sadidam Parananda Haityadinacha Paramananda Rupatum Samarpitam Samarthitam Atha Atma Mahavakyatum Padartha Satchidananda Rupa Siddha Beginning from the third verse Shabdas Parshadaya, beginning from that verse, the teacher shows that Atma is the nature of Samvit or consciousness, and it is Nitya, and Tasseva Iyamatma iti Atmatpa Prasadanena, that that which is consciousness is indeed Atma, Satjidrupatvam Saditam, and that is shown that Atma is Sat, changeless, and Chit, consciousness. Parananda in the eighth and the ninth verses, Atma is Paramananda Rupaha, it is Samarsitam. <coughs> Atah Atma Maha. What is Atma? Mahavakya Tvam Padasa. What is Mahavakya? Tattvamasi. That thou art. That Tvam is Atma. Tat is Brahma. And Asi shows the identity between the two. And so Atma is Tvam Padasa. Tvam Padasa means meaning of the Pada word Tvam. In the statement Tattvam Asi. Atma, Mahavakya, Mahavakya means Tattvamasiti Mahavakya, Tum Padathaha, Satchidananda Rupaha Siddhaha. That Atma is shown here to be of the nature of Satchidananda. <coughs> that brings out another question. Nanu Ukta Lakshasya Atmanaha Yuktya Eva Avagatau Upanishadam Nirvishatvena Apramanya Prasangahiti. Hey, you are able to show by logical reasoning that Atma is Satchidananda. So Atma, which is the nature of Satchidananda, if that nature of Satchidananda, the Atma, can be shown merely by logic or reasoning, that means that you can prove everything by reasoning, you can gain the knowledge of Atma and Brahman and everything by reasoning, then what's the role of Upanishad? Upanishadam nirvishatvena it seems that the Upanishads have no specific role to perform of Pramanya Prasanga. And therefore, we cannot say that Upanishads are Pramana or valid means of knowledge. Meaning that if logic is a well, if by you can arrive at everything by logic, then there is no need for Upanishad. Upanishad is the valid means of knowledge only when by no other means of knowledge you can arrive at what the Upanishad has to reveal. For example, the eyes can be said to be the source of means of knowledge only when there is no other means by which you can gain the knowledge of color. Eyes are a valid means of knowledge for color. That would only be when there is no other means by which you can gain the knowledge of color. 
The ears are the valid means of knowledge for sound. That would only be said only if there is no other means by which you can gain a knowledge of sound. And similarly also, Upanishad is said to be the valid means of knowledge for Atma or Brahma or identity of Jiva and Brahma. And that would be so only when by no other means can you arrive at the identity between Jiva and Brahma. If by reasoning or logic you can arrive at the identity, then Upanishad does not have a unique role to play. In that case, we would not call it Pramanam or valid means of knowledge. Valid means of knowledge is that which is unique in nature. And there is nothing else other than that which can give that knowledge. <coughs> now here, by reasoning you show that Atma is Satchidananda. Does it mean that by reasoning you can also arrive at the same truth that Upanishad has to reveal? In which case, Upanishads do not have to perform any unique role. A Pramanya Prasanga, then Upanishads will lose their Pramanyam, they lose their validity. So you understand what is Pramanam. Pramanam means Pramakaranam, valid means of knowledge. And the knowledge that Upanishads give, if it can be gained by some other means, Upanishads are no more Pramanam. Iti Ashankyaha Tathavidamiti. So that point is again answered here by the teacher. Tathavidham Tatha Tadrug Vidha Prakaraha. See Tathavidham. Vidham means Vidha means Prakaraha. Tatha means Tadrug Vidha means Prakaraha. Yes, Sitat Tathavidham. Tathavidham means of the same nature. Satchidananda Rugam Param Brahma. So Tathavidham comes from the first line. Param Brahma comes from the second line. So you have to read it like this. Tathavidham. Param Brahma. Itham Satchit Parananda Atma Yuktya, comma, Tathavidam Param Brahma, comma. So Tathavidam of the same nature, namely Satchidananda Rupam Param Brahma Tat Paradha. And Param Brahma, which is the meaning of the word Tat in that Mahavakya Tatvamasi, is, is also of the same nature, namely Satchidanandam. Atma is Satchidananda. Param Brahma also is Satchidananda. <coughs> then what is it that the Upanishads have to reveal? Tayoho Aikyam Tayoho Tattum Padarthayoho Aikyam Akhandaikara Sattvam Cha Shrutyanteshu Vedanteshu Upadishyate Pradipadyate There is no logic by which you can arrive that Atma is Brahma. You can arrive at this by logic that Atma is the nature of consciousness, that it is changeless, and that it should be also of the nature of Ananda. But that Atma is Brahma, Jagat Karanam. What is Brahma? Brahma is the truth of the creation. It is Jagat Karanam, the very cause or substratum of the whole creation. Yatova Imani Bhutani Jayante. Brahman is that from which the whole creation has arisen, by which the creation is sustained, and to which the creation goes back, that which is the upadana, material cause of the creation. And that I am, that you can never arrive at. That is something that is revealed by Upanishad alone. And so that is where Upanishad has its unique role to play, is in to reveal the identity between Jiva and Brahma, between myself and Brahma, that I am limitless, I am the very adhisthanam, substratum of the whole creation. Tayoho <coughs> Tattvam padāsayoho aikyam, aikyam means what? Akhandaika rasattvam. 
अखंड एक रसत्वम देर नो खंड देर नो डिविजन बिटवीन तप एंड तम एक रसत्वम दे आर ऑफ द सेम नेचर सो दिस महावाक्य द उपनिषद रिवील्स द फैक्ट दैट देर इज नो डिविजन बिटवीन जीव एंड ब्रह्म एक रसत्वम दैट इन एसेंस दे आर ऑफ द सेम नेचर दैट इज द रोल दैट उपनिषद प्लेज श्रुत्यंतु वेदातु उपदिश्यते प्रतिपाद्यते दिस इज वॉट एक्सपाउंडेड इन द वेदांत अतः न वेदांता निर्विषय वेदांताड मीन ऑफ नॉलेज इन रिवीलिंग द आइडेंटिटी बिटवीन जीव एंड ब्रह्म आत्मन परमानंद आक्षिपति क्वेश्चन आक्षिपति मीन क्वेश्चन आत्मा इज परमानंद आत्मा इज द नेचर ऑफ लिमिटलेस क्वेश्चन क्वेश्चन वन वे दट इफ आई एम द नेचर ऑफ लिमिटलेस हैपीनेस और आई एम आई एम दब्जेक्ट ऑफ लव हाउ कम आई फाइंड माई सेल्फ हेटिंग सेज यू डोंट हेट द सेल्फ यू हेट समथिंग एल्स विच यू टेक टू बी सेल्फ आई मीन अनदर वे ही आर्ग्यूज टू शो दैट आई डोंट थिंक दैट यू आर राइट वेन यू से दट आत्मा इज परमानंद है Why is it so? Says interestingly, eleventh verse. Abhane na param prema, bhane na vishayes pruha, ato bhane pyabhata so. परमानंदनोन If atma is unknown, not known, then it cannot become the object of love. You cannot love something which you do not know. Love can be only for something or someone who is known. There cannot be love for the unknown. If atma is unknown to me, there cannot be love. If the atma is known, if I know atma, know the self, then I would know the atma as of the nature of ananda, limitless happiness. In which case, I would not have love for anything else. The interesting thing is, we find in our experience that I have love for the objects of the world. I still have love and fascination for them. How do I explain that? If I have love for the objects of the world, that means that the objects of the world do give me happiness. Then that shows that Atma doesn't seem to be of the nature of happiness. If Atma were of the nature of happiness and known to me. then obviously i would not have love for the objects the love for the object shows that atma is not of the nature of happiness if you say that atma is unknown if atma is unknown then i cannot love that if it is known then i would only love that and nothing else since atma is limitless happiness if i know the atma is limitless happiness i would only love that i would not find myself having love for any objects but i find And if you say that Atma is unknown, then I cannot have love for it. But I find that I love for myself also. 
I find that I have love for Atma also, which means that Atma is known. I find that the Atma, I have love for the objects also, which shows that my Atma is not limitless happiness. And therefore, how do you say that Atma is of the nature of limitless happiness? See, that's what the Tikagara says. Paramananda Rubatvam na bhasate bhasate va. That Atma is Paramananda, Atma is limitless happiness. Please tell me, is that fact known or not known? Abhane apratito na param prema. Atmani nirdishas neho nasyat. Vishesaundar yajnana jinyatvach nehasya. Abhane apratito. If Atma, that Atma is Paramananda Rupaha, if that thing is Abhane Apratito, if it is not known, if it is not known by me that Atma is of the nature of limitless happiness, na Param Prema Atmani, in that case, for the self, I would not have that Param Prema or unsurpassable or unconditional love. Niratishas Neho Nasyat, that I would not have that unsurpassable love for the Atma, if I did not know that Atma is of the nature of limitless happiness. Meaning is, Vishaya Saundarya Jnana Janyatva Snehasya. Sneho the love is born when? When only I know the beauty of some object. I have love for an object only when the beauty or something about that object is known. If I just do not know something, I cannot have love. And if I do not know that Atma is the nature of happiness, then I would not have love for it. <coughs> but I find I have love. Alright? Bhane Pratitautu. If you say that Atma is known as the limitless happiness, Bhane Pratitautu Vishaye Sukhasadane Sragadau Tajjanye Sukhevas Purha Ichanasyat Phalapraptau Satyam Sadane Cha Anupatehe. If you say that the Paramananda Rupata of Atma is known, meaning that the Atma is limitless happiness, if that is known to me, Vishaye, then the sense object such as Sragadav, Sratchandana Vanita, so different objects of the world which become the objects of happiness, means of happiness, I would not have love for them. Why? Because Niratishe, Nitya Niratishe, Ananda Labe Sati, Kshanike, Sadhana, because what is it that I am seeking to the sense objects? Happiness. If that happiness always I am, then how can there be love for the objects? So, when the happiness that I am searching for in the objects, if that happiness I already am, then I would not have the love for the sense objects. I have the law for the sense object that shows that I cannot be of the nature of limitless happiness. If I am the nature of limitless happiness, then I could have love only if it is known to me. If it is not known, I cannot have love for myself. Both ways there is a problem. If you say that I know the Atma is limitless happiness, then automatically I would not have love for any other object because what do I need from the objects? Happiness. I know that I am limitless happiness and therefore I would not have love for the objects of the world. If the Atma is totally unknown, then I would not have love for it. I find that I have love, so you can't say it is unknown. I find that I have love for the objects, so you cannot say that the Atma is of the nature of limitless happiness. 
And therefore, this is a problem. Our experience seems to contradict your logical conclusion. Your logical conclusion is Atma is the nature of limitless happiness, but my experience does not seem to support that. Nitya Nidrashe Ananda Labe Sati Kshanike Sadhana Paratantra Idosha Dushite Vaishaike Sukhes Praha Yoga Cha. When I, when self which is of the nature of limitless happiness, when that is really acquired or known, I cannot have love for the objects which is transient, which is ephemeral or which is momentary, and also which makes me dependent. Objects, objective happiness makes me dependent. Their happiness also is subject to perishing. It, it is perishable. And therefore I cannot possibly have love for the sense objects. Tasmat na ananda rupada atmana upanna iti. And therefore, that your claim that Atma is the nature of Ananda Rupa is not logical. <coughs> so Atma is known, then also if Atma is known, then I would know it as limitless happiness, I would not have love for the objects. If Atma is unknown, then I cannot have love for the Atma because they can be love for the unknown thing. Either way, the, at- the Atma is limitless happiness cannot be proven. <clears throat> this is a question. And so the author gives an answer, a very peculiar answer of the Vedantin. Prakarantarasya Atra Sambhavat Mayavamidi Pariharati. He says, well, there is a prakarantara, there is a third thing. Here is only two categories are there. Either Atma is known or unknown. He says there is a third category. See the third category also is possible and therefore the problem that you raise does not arise. What is Ataha Bhaneyabi Abhata Asau? Yataha Bhana Abhana Pakshayoho Ubayoho Abhi Dosha Hasti. See, there is a dosha or a problem with whether Atma is known, then also there is a problem. Atma is unknown, then also there is a problem. Ataha Karanath, for that reason, Atmana Asau Paramanandata Bhaneyabi Pratida Satyamabi. Abhata na pratida abhavadi. We say that Atma is known as well as unknown. And therefore, none of these defects are there. If Atma is merely known, then there is a defect of not being known. If Atma is not known, then there is a defect of its being known. See, if Atma is totally known, then I would know myself as happiness. In that case, I would not find any love for the objects. But I do find there is love for the objects. So it's a contradiction. If Atma is totally unknown, then I cannot have love for myself. But I do find love for myself. So the love for the object seems to indicate that Atma is unknown. Love for me seems to indicate that Atma is unknown. And therefore in both ways there is a problem. So you please decide and tell me whether Atma is unknown or known. If I say Atma is known, so then how do you have love for the objects? If Atma is unknown, then how do you have love for the Atma? We say that there is a third category. And what is Atma is known as well as unknown. And therefore both are possible. Atma is known, therefore I have love for myself. Atma is unknown also, therefore I have love for the objects also. So bhane api pratitav satyam api in jans, there is a samanya jnana of the atma, but the vishesha jnana is not there. 
Atma is known generally but not particularly. That I am and that I shine in that manner I know myself, therefore there is love for the self. But that I am limitless, in that manner I do not know myself, therefore there is love for the objects. So Atma is known, known in general, that I am and I shine. That is called Samanya Jnanam of the Atma. But that I am Ananda, I am limitless. In that manner I do not know myself. And therefore, that Vishesh Jnanam, that particular knowledge of the Atma not being there, therefore I am seeking happiness in the objects. If that Vishesh Jnanam, that I am limitless were there, certainly there would have been no need for seeking happiness through objects. But that I do not know. And I know that I am, and I, I, I shine, therefore that way in general I know, therefore there is love for myself. But I do not know myself in particular, that I am limitless, and therefore I have love for the objects also. And so, ataha karanat atmanaso paramanandata bhanepi pratito satyamapi abhata na pratita bhavati. That even though it is known, Simultaneously, it is unknown also. It is a very peculiar thing about Atma. And that is the cause for all the Adhyasa superimposition. If the robe is totally unknown, well, there would be no occasion of mistaking the robe to the snake. Had there been pitch darkness, the robe is not visible at all, I would not commit the error of taking the robe to the snake. If there were bright lights, then the robe will be known as robe, then also there would have been no occasion for me to take it to be snake. But then the rope is known as well as unknown. Because there is what we call twilight situation, where mandandhakara, where I find that there is something there all right, so that there is something in that way, in general I know that object, but that the object is rope, that particular knowledge of the object is not there. And that, in that aspect, that is a superimposition. So in that amsha, in that the vishesh jnanam, the particular knowledge of the rope is not there, that this is rope, therefore it is taken to be a snake. So when I say this is snake, that this belongs to the rope, and the snake is the projection. So, iyam rajju, iyam ayam sarpaha, when I say this is a snake, that this, where does it land? to the rope, and the snake is something that is projected because the vishesh jnanam, the specific nature of the rope is not known. Only when such a condition is there, then alone adhyasa or superimposition is possible, otherwise not possible. And that peculiar condition exists about atma also, that I know ahamasmi sadabhami, but that I am limitless, that I do not know. It's a classical case for committing an error. And therefore, all kinds of errors are committed about myself. <coughs> he thus develops the case for ignorance. And so he develops how this very peculiar condition is responsible for the adhyasa superimposition. Okay. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti Shanti
शंकरम शंकराचार्यम केशवम बादरायणम सूत्र भाष्य कृतौ वंदे भगवंत ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योम व्याप्तेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम शाशाशा हरि ओ श्रीगुभ्यो